0: I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the pals behind book Greco's.
1: this is a podcast where we chat all these books and just about everything in between
0: the first month of 2022 is over and it's lasted forever but we also can't believe it's about to be February anyway it seems like we've both had pretty good reading months Exactly.
1: Um, so we are going to recap how January's reading has been by just chatting about a few of them today, and of course, there are reviews for more over on our Instagram too.
0: Happy Friday, Lauren. Happy Friday, Jess. I've um, just been replying to a DM about what I put on stories today. Um, Basically, I if you have even seen if, our stories today. What, well, what have you put on? This, this actually kind of explains what happens. So today, me and Lauren were both replied to a comment on our post. at must have been like at the exact same time. And we also both pretty much said the exact same thing oh, to really? this one person. So I put it on our stories um, and someone just DM me like, I've always wondered about how you reply to comments. <laughs>
1: but I know um, you messaged me this morning to say I think we've both been replying but it must have been at the same time that we replied because when I went on I was like I'll double check Jess hasn't
0: already I did that as well (laughs) so we must have literally been so in sync Um, and then it just got me thinking about how we like we can communicate without talking like it'll be a look or a word and one of my favorite little anecdotes about this which I don't know why I I tell people about it so much it's not actually a proud moment for me but we'd gone on a night out for Lauren's birthday um tequila was there I actually haven't drunk tequila again since this night and I never will ever again it never ends well but Lauren's darling mother picked us up from the train station I was in the back of the car And I just reached forward and put my hand on Lauren's shoulder (laughs) and Lauren turns to her mum and goes, mum, Jess is going to be sick, pull over. And then I was, she just, she just knew from that little touch on the shoulder, she couldn't even see my face. She just knew. (laughs) Um, Speaking of tequila, I had,
1: I went out last weekend and I don't got, don't know what went over me, but I ended, I was drinking tequila all night long Mm -hmm. from Starting with margaritas, to then drinking—wait for it—tequila sodas, and then tequila shots. Yeah. What's wrong? With I you? don't know what what came over me. How was but your hangover? I can't tell you. Honestly, Jess, it was so bad. They're it was the so worst. Bad. I was so the worst. They were so bad, and I was even sick. And I can't tell you the last—I can't remember the last time I was sick from a hangover.
0: That's tequila. That's what it does to you. It's
1: what it does to you. Honestly, I was a broken woman. And I was really contemplating it was the end of things last Saturday.
0: But here I am. I survived you, it. You made it. And now you know you'll never drink tequila again. We both Until had to find out. We both had to find out. <laughs> no, I really haven't like for the last but four years. But didn't you drink
1: it when we went out with Cal recently?
0: No. Did you drink
1: tequila? If anyone ever sick, buys though. me
0: that was that's just because <laughs> that's what 9 hours of solid drinking will do. To yeah, that was
1: I don't I don't know if we were like like 16 again, 18 again.
0: <laughs> um yeah, what was it? yeah, if someone ever buys me a shot or is like shots and they make me take one, I just throw it over my shoulder when everyone else drinks it. Oh yeah, it's, I love one it's of been those an cheeky absolute things. Absolute game changer learning that. Um but yeah, anyway, um another memory that popped into my head when we when I was thinking about this communicating without speaking was (laughs) related to the podcast when we interviewed Poppy Jamie which is um, an episode I think called happy not perfect by Poppy Jamie with the author on she was fabulous and she started talking about um exclamation marks which we always talk about (laughs) in this podcast and Lauren's hand (laughs) when <laughs> went went across my body to type on the laptop and I knew that she was saying just share your story about exclamation marks and all I did was place my hand on her leg and she she knew what I what she she knew I understood what she was trying to say and she understood Sometimes. that I meant I've got it don't got worry it. leave it with me <laughs> all the while interviewing this author just having silent secret chats with hand gestures
1: that's what happens when you're friends for 25 plus years. God, we're robbed. God, that is giving away how old we are, yeah. yeah.
0: Um
1: I guess it's no wonder then that we both enjoyed the same books. And speaking of, should we just get into it then?
0: Yeah, should we stop talking about tequila and talk <laughs> about books? That <Might> would <laughs> be a good idea. We might have lost 70% of listeners at this point. <laughs> Books, books, we're getting on to books. I'm going to suggest that we talk about um, the audiobook that we Ooh. joint listen to this month. We've never done this before, but on no. our way to and from the reading retreat, we were like, oh my God, let's joint listen to an audiobook.
1: And it was great. And it was game changing, wasn't it? Game changing. Had an eight hour journey to kill and it really did pass the time. So we were sent copies from the publisher, which is actually a really gorgeous orange paged well edged page copy Love and them. decided instead it would make more sense to listen to an audio and on our way to our reading retreat so we ended up mostly listening to A
0: Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins we loved Girl on the Train when it first came yeah. out I mean that book was everywhere we friggin' loved it and um, we also enjoyed Into the Water which was her second book and so we were very keen to get our hands on this one and find out about it. So Lauren, you, do you wanna drop this synop? up When don't I, Jess? Laura has spent most
1: of her life being judged. She's seen as a hot-tempered, troubled loner. Some even call her dangerous. Miriam knows that just because Laura is witnessed leaving the scene of a horrific murder with blood on her clothes, that doesn't mean she's a killer. Bitter experience has taught her how easy it is to get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Carla is reeling from the brutal murder of her nephew. She trusts no one. Good people are capable of terrible deeds. But how far will she go to find peace? Innocent or guilty, everyone is damaged. Some are damaged enough to kill. Look
0: what you started. It's a good snap, although I don't know who that last line is aimed at.
1: Yeah, who is that aimed at? I was just
0: thinking, threatening, that. but sure it is a good snap because there's a lot going on in this one and lots mm. of characters, which I actually struggled with in audiobook form. Um, Lauren had to keep clarifying the like family tree and the links, whoever I was, but I am going to put that down to being the driver and just keeping us alive and like headed in the right direction. Thank you, you did a great job. Yeah. Yes. Um, There
1: are a lot of characters in this, though. You've got the troubled young woman, a kind elderly woman, the nosy neighbour. And then there's also this like really weird family dynamic and the husband slash ex-husband slash lover, who is also an author,
0: which I think she had a lot of fun writing. Oh, 100 percent. I actually said this at the time that... In this book, she's essentially written three books in one. So there's A Slow Fire Burning. And then one of the characters has written a memoir and we hear extracts of that. And then this ex-husband, husband, <laughs> lover has also written a crime novel and there's extracts of that. And because we were listening to the audiobook, it took us a little while to realize that we were listening to extracts of mm-hmm. two other books. And I said to Lauren, like, I wonder if she has done three different writing styles to imitate two other authors, but because we were listening in t- listening to it in audio form, I couldn't really pick up on that. So I'd love to like yeah. check the book and be like, Oh, has she done a different one for Theo and a different one for the other one? Like that'd be very clever.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like, like you say, it's usually when you read a book like that, when they do include an extract of another book it's written in italics or another font so you can really differentiate it but that just wasn't clear at all it was quite no. confusing yeah um is this a record Lauren? um I definitely enjoyed it and I think <laughs> what I loved the most was the conversations we were having throughout yes. like guessing who did it um and I know we do this quite regularly with crime books that we buddy read will like send each other whatsapps like i'm up to here i think xyz and you'll then reply and i i love that but because this was audio and we were listening to it in the same place at exactly the same time i just found it really funny when one of us would like just hit pause to tell each other what theories we'd come up with yes um so it was I a was good enjoyable. that was like a really new experience um what about you would you say it's a echo?
0: Yeah I think so I think my reco is to read it rather than audiobook if you can. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's interesting like hearing you then say about us like trying to guess the culprit in a crime novel. I never really do that so much in a thriller. I always try to guess the twist, but I guess in a thriller you always kind most of the time know the culprit because maybe they're even the like main character whatever. So this does feel like a crime crime in parts because there are yeah. police in it like it's very it's interesting and I think it's really cleverly done and really cleverly written and the characters are really well thought out. Like I felt like I really understood them by the end of it and who each of them were, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sad that uh, as as fun as it was listening to the audiobook with you, I might've enjoyed it more if I'd read it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think although there were like what, there were three narratives at play, like three different perspectives. I think more than three. Yeah. Maybe even more than three. But none of them, and that's this is quite I found quite unusual. None of them were from the perspective of the police or like yeah. the detectives investigating the case. So it would have perhaps, maybe that's why we didn't feel it was as, I don't know, as much of a, th- a mystery than mm. than it could have been. Yeah, I um yeah, it's not my favorite of hers, but yeah. Um, if you love a thriller, it's, you know, it ticks a lot of boxes, yeah, doesn't yeah.
0: it? And I'm definitely on board for her new book. She's got one. So she wrote Girl on the Train. And then I think it was two years until Into yeah. the Water. And then this has been like two or three years. But wow. now her ne- her new one is coming out next year. And it's called I know, this, lockdown. this year in April. <laughs> and it's called Blind Spot. Oh, yeah. She had a busy lockdown, didn't she? Maybe she just had... L- both on the go at the same time. She's churning them out. So four books she's written then, if we're including that one as three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, am, we'll um, be adding that to the list. Yeah, I'm buzzing, Lauren, because Ooh, I've actually, this month, I've read two books that are currently in the running for my top 10 of 2022 already. Ooh, and I my, feel like you did this last year, Jess. And... Transcendent Kingdom, Gender Games and Finney Donovan um, is killing it I read in Jan and Feb and they were very much still Did there you? in December they, was, they were in the wrap up of top 10
1: Gosh I feel I actually feel a bit um, overwhelmed when I read a book in January that's already on my top 10 I'm like I've only got 10 spaces I've, now I've only got 8 spaces left or 7 spaces left if you got them all in January that's a lot
0: but I feel like then they are setting the bar they set the bar and you kind of, yeah. like the other books you read, you're like, did I enjoy it? Did I feel the same way as I read that Yeah, one? that's a
1: really good mm. point. Did
0: I love it as much as yeah. it gets Yeah,
1: or it's more. a good indicator, isn't it? Because it can get knocked out. We can knock them out. Yeah. Um, I also did, think- Have you actually just quickly yeah. mentioned the episode, those books that you've just mentioned on the podcast before?
0: Yes. Transcendent Kingdom was... Women's Prize because it was on the shortlist oh, for the course. Women's Prize, so we mentioned it in that one. Uh, gender games, I'm—I've definitely mentioned, and I think I brought it to the table for the Bake Off episode that we did, which is called The Great British Book Off. And finley Donovan is killing it. I must have talked about in our How to Kill Your Family by Bella Mackey episode because it's similar fun crime vibes. Um. Just a side note. I knew you
1: had mentioned all those books on podcast before. I just wanted to test your memory, and once again, you have exceeded my expectations.
0: We know, we know, my memory. I could have like the cure to cancer in my brain, but we don't know because it's full of utter bullshit that I don't need to hold on to. It's a shame. Um, there we are. <laughs> anyway, anyway, would you like to hear about one of them? Because I'm gagging I would to talk bloody about. Bloody love to. Would
1: you get on with it and tell me?
0: Okay, I am. Um, this book is called These Precious Days by my darling Anne Patchett, and oh, your best, I your best bosom, best bosom, and I rocked up to the Waterstones fifty percent of hardback sale. I drove half an hour to go to a big Waterstones, and I was a day late. I had a, okay. a, an armful of hardbacks, and they were like that ended yesterday. I was like, this that is absolutely was devastating. so sad. Devastate. I even put in a little order when you went. Yep, I was like, Lauren, what do you want? I'm going. I'm getting them all. Um, but I did not, I still bought these precious days because I was dying to read it. So I did pay the full it was expensive. I think it was like 17 quid. Yeah, 17 pounds for this book, but it was really, really, really okay. worth it. Yeah. I'm um I'm going to go off on one now and just talk about some of my favorite. I'd, bits. I'd really like you to do that. Take a seat, everybody. Um, it is a <sighs> collection of a essays. While. And I mean, they're, they're a collection of essays, but they almost feel like little short stories of her life. It's almost like a, a memoir in parts. Like it just feels like you are getting to know this incredible woman. And I just want to be her, but also be her friend. She just came across as so warm and welcoming and she really values her friendships and she knows what makes her happy and the essays range across so many topics um I'm just going to run to the okay so there's one about getting a tattoo there's one um about Snoopy as in the cartoon character there's one about how knitting saved her life twice there's one about <laughs> not that, um, twice, yeah. there's one about not being her decision not to be a mother. There's a lovely story. I mean it's a real life story. She met Tom Hanks and in meeting Tom Hanks, she met his assistant, who she went on to be really good friends with and actually ended um ended up supporting her through a personal um, I won't spoil it, but like it's just They're just such a wide range. And I mean, even from the opening, I knew I was going to love it because she opens it by talking about how she's never really scared to die until she starts writing a novel. And then she's really (laughs) scared to die in case she can't complete the story. And it really reminded me of when we were going to Hawaii and I I WhatsApped you the week before and was like, Lauren, I'm so scared of being hit by a car. Like we're nearly there. I just need to get to Hawaii. I don't want to miss out on this trip. Like I didn't eat any food that might give me food poisoning I was really careful crossing the road because I was like can't die before Hawaii <laughs> I remember you were really careful about crossing <laughs> roads
1: <laughs> like anally so. yeah.
0: and she kind of has a similar thing with her book she's like I can't die before I know what happens to these characters or otherwise no one's going to know because they're going to die with me so I love that opener um it also has inspired me there's an essay about how she didn't she spent an entire year not spending on like she used to love oh shopping God. and I love shopping. And she did a year of no shopping, but wow. but she um allowed herself to buy gifts for other people when it was like their birthdays and whatever and yeah. books. She she allowed books. Um that's because she also owns a bookshop. Uh and it's inspired me. And so far in January, I have been doing the same thing. I have allowed books and I haven't bought anything. And, and in it she sort of said, like, I needed a lip balm because I'd run out of lip balm but instead of buying one I just looked around the house and I found a million lip balms. (laughs) I'm I'm actually having the same thing but because I always need lip balm in certain places I could go to my bedside table and there'll be one there's one in my desk there's one in the living like I do actually have lip balms and um, there's lots of really cool insights into the author writing world. Um, She talks about some of the um, backstories of her characters, which I loved. Um, she talks about cover art and I learned so much about cover art. So the Dutch house has a really gorgeous painting on the cover and you hear about the, the backstory of that painting. But then um, I also learned that, you know, sometimes the hardback in a paperback has a different cover. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's because if the hardback doesn't sell that well, They'll do a new cover for the paperback to try and make sales better. But if it's got the same cover, then you know that sales went well. Of
1: course, yeah. Psychologically,
0: I'd never that makes sense,
1: doesn't it? Yeah. Makes complete sense. And there was I want to know what how like the decisions get made to make different countries' covers different. Yeah. Yeah. That intrigues me. Is it just a bit of fun? Like especially like in Western markets where you know culturally, we're not that different, yeah, but apparently, we're yeah, used to books, UK and you are very different,
0: really different, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's loads of fun little tidbits about that world that I didn't know, and I was like, I'm loving this. And then, um, oh, I couldn't even tell you what my favorite one was, but the not being a mother essay is kind of different to the others because it's, um, like about 20, maybe more, just short. Some of them are just a paragraph long. Some of them are a few pages long and they're just like a few little memories or quotes or things about it. And one of them is about her being interviewed and they ask her if she's happy with her decision to not be a mother. And she was like, you wouldn't ask a male author this. Mm -hmm." Oh, fuck off. That winds me up Yeah, And she tells a story of someone she met who um, wanted to get her tubes tied, as they say, and no one would let her they were like, no, you'll change your mind. She was like, I really won't change my mind. And they, they it took her two years. And yeah, it's just... when a
1: man gets a vasectomy, it's a completely different c- conversation. Yeah. The vasectomies I know can be reversed. Yeah. I don't know if two ties can be. I don't, yeah. don't think they can. Um, but one
0: even of, so, ridiculous. Yeah, one of them is just a sentence. And it just says, <laughs> even if you don't want a child, someone said to me once, you should have one anyway, because later on you'll wish you had one and then it will be too late. And she doesn't even add her own comment to it. She kind of slots it in there as yeah. though to be like, you don't you don't need to. Yeah, like listen to this. Amongst everything else, I'm saying, what a loader. Hoo-ha. Ah.
1: And there are so many ways you can still like mother someone yeah. without having a child of your own in an overpopulated planet as it is.
0: Exactly. Like being
1: a godmother, looking after your children's friends. Like it's ridiculous
0: how yeah. much. Yeah, she talks it's about the nuns that she used to go, to, like there were nuns at her school. And like, yeah. they obviously didn't have their own children. They lived perfectly yeah. happy lives because they they cared for them at school and stuff. And this one yeah. bit says, um, having a dog is not the same as having a child. Writing a book is not the same as having a child. Yeah. Earning a bookstore is not the same as having a child, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes on to just be like, I can love those people, that dog, those books for exactly who and what they are. She's not trying yeah. to fill the to void. Fill void. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God, it's just... Oh, I'm Wonderful. so jealous.
1: I really want to read this now. You should so she, audio it, it, It's book giving it. me like, oh yeah, okay. It's giving me like Nora Ephron vibes in that it's like a collection of essays and like what she's learned in her life. And I love books, books
0: which are structured like that. Yeah, and it's just... You just learn so much about other people in her life. Like there's a whole one about her best friend. There's a lot about her husband in there. A lot. She's had three father figures. And I think it was the first essay. And it's like explains about each of those three father figures and the differences they brought her. And she just she just seems like such an incredible person. She'll just welcome anyone into her house. And it's I just want to go there. What nationality is she? Is she American? She's American. Yeah, she lives in. Oh, God, I should not I just read the book. Central America, maybe. I don't, mm. <laughs> don't know. One of them, yeah. Um, um. But yeah, high, high reco, top ten. Wow. I actually don't think this one's going to be bumped off, but we'll see. Wow, that is a big, big claim for January, yeah. Lauren. Dare I ask? Have you <laughs> have you read a five star on your own this month? I might have. No way.
1: <laughs> Book. Um. So, I loved I read Songbirds by Christy Lefferty this month
0: is that um oh. the beekeeper of Aleppo also
1: yes same author um. and that was a firm five star as well um shall I read you the synop for Songbirds
0: oh my god if you could thanks so much
1: <laughs> okay Yanis is a poacher trapping the tiny protected songbirds that stop in Cyprus as they migrate each year from Africa to Europe, and he's selling them on the black market. He dreams of finding a new way of life and of marrying Nisha, who works on the island as a nanny and a maid, having left her native land Sri Lanka to try to earn enough to support her daughter, left and raised by relatives. But Nisha has vanished. One evening, she steps out on a mysterious errand and doesn't return. The police write her off and off her disappearance as just another runaway domestic worker so her employer petra undertakes the investigation petra's unraveling of nisha's last days in cyprus lead to lead her to nisha's friends other maids in the neighborhood and to the darker side of a migrant's life where impossible choices leave them vulnerable captive and sometimes worse
0: oh my god i can think of a synopsis that is more you and am i right it (laughs) it even sounds like there's a mystery involved
1: Yes, 100%. It literally just had everything. And it was one of those books I've been putting off reading for so long because, well, I think it only came out last year. But like I said, I loved The Beekeeper of Aleppo so much. And I was almost too scared to read this in case it wasn't as good or I didn't love it as much.
0: It's the classic case of the Sally Rooney's all over again.
1: It's a real thing. Mm. And go and listen to our Normal People episode if you don't know what we're talking about there. Um. But, anyways, why did I love this book? Well, it had a dual narrative, which you know we're big fans of. Big fans. And if you've ever, (laughs) big, big fans. And if you've ever or you've never read um, any of Chris Lefty's books before, then I would say if you like Alicia Fack's style of writing, then this is very similar. Like she's very descriptive. Um, especially in her descriptions of nature. And the characters just come across as so real, like you just know them inside and out. Um, But there are also two authors who use their books almost as like platforms to raise awareness of some of the day-to-day injustices in the world. So for example, 10 Minutes, 38 Seconds by Elif was about giving a voice to sex workers in Istanbul. Beekeeper of Aleppo was, I think, a book which was really it was humanizing the trauma and struggles of refugees and then this book looks at the struggles of migrants um which was quite unusual and she said she was inspired by that because of being on her book tour for Be- keeper of aleppo so that's where she got oh, the inspiration
0: from wow this book. imagine that you're you're promoting another book and then you've already got this other one like Yeah, because
1: you're going away in
0: your brain. You're like, God, I just need to put pension (laughs) over.
1: So she says in the author's note at the end, and side note, are you proud of me for reading the author's note?
0: Look at you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, she says in the author's note um, that when she was on the book tour for Beekeeper, she was asked by someone in the audience how can we get people to understand that refugees aren't like migrants? They left their countries because they didn't have a choice. And she just said, like, she just felt really sad because migrants are often forced to leave their homes for reasons less obvious than war, but they still leave because they have, they feel they have no other choice to stay where they are. Mm. Um, so this is inspired by the story of a friend of hers, or a woman she met when she was in Cyprus who is a domestic worker and had to leave her home in Sri Lanka after her husband died. And she also had to leave her children um, and was just sending back money to help raise her children. And her whole relationship with her children was over um, video calls. So she was like this virtual mum for them almost. And that's exactly the same story for Nisha in this book in Songbirds. She's she felt like she couldn't stay in Sri Lanka anymore after her husband died because there was just no work big enough to support her child. So she went to Sri Lanka, she went to Cyprus and she was a live in um, domestic worker, like a maid supporting another woman's family. And that woman has just had a baby. So she's raising another woman's baby essentially. Hmm. Um, And then she goes missing. Um, So that was like half of what she was inspired by. And then the other half of what she was inspired by was a recent news story in Cyprus where five domestic workers and their children went missing, but the authorities didn't investigate because they were foreign and they just assumed that they'd fled. Um, and I won't tell you wow. how that news story ended because it would ruin the book. But honestly, it was just, yeah, it's one of those books where you're just like, I. it's just got such a powerful message to it. And it's been written so well and handled so sensitively and beautifully like giving voices to people who who's, don't have a platform or to, to communicate their stories themselves. It was just, oh, so good.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we read the <laughs> author's notes. You wouldn't know all of these other details. I know, and
1: hold out for it because, yeah, it really puts things into perspective because it is essentially, although she's fictionalised it, it's a real story, the stories that she's told, and she's just pieced them all together. Um, oh, it was beautiful. Wow,
0: I really want to read so, it.
1: Mm, so that's January, folks. First year of the month done, and we're on to a solid start.
0: It's a solid start, but Lauren, why does it feel like months ago that we went on our reading treat? Because it was months ago, Jessica. It was literally, it certainly feels like it. It was like t- literally two weeks ago. Jesus yeah, this Christ. time, this time, two weeks ago, we were texting each other like, have you packed this? Have you packed this? Oh, Fucking sometimes. hell. I mean, January's just been so busy work-wise as well. I just feel like I need another reading retreat.
1: Oh, me too. Um, and on that, maybe we should say that after very high demand on our Instagram, oh, boy, <laughs> we're definitely going to be organising a reading retreat for a larger group soon. You heard it here first. We have lots to work out to make it, you know, an amazing experience. So stay tuned for some sort of announcement in the next few months, if that sounds like a bit of you.
0: It's going to be so much fun. Um, We just both have pretty busy months ahead in our full-time jobs march the beginning of march the particularly busy time for both of us um and we are firm believers in not trying to do everything just do what you can do really well um and in fact that kind of reminds me we've had a lot of dms recently really random that they're all out of nowhere asking if we'd host like a monthly book club and oh yeah
1: i've been meaning to talk to you about yeah this. and it's all of a sudden we've just had all quite of a sudden do you know what we've
0: done we? maybe it's just january and everyone's like looking yeah, to get possibly. into things but um we Being currently don't counseling. do one because if we were going to do one we wanted to be done to a very high standard at the moment it's it's we, why spread yourself that thinly so never say we're not saying never but right now yeah. we just we're just going to keep dropping those recos as they come
1: Though <laughs> equally if you are interested in that Add add on to the DMs just so we know that it's actually something people genuinely want. Um
0: yeah. Because we just love so, to be busy. Why
1: because <laughs> you know we haven't got enough going on. Yeah um, but so you can believe that when we do announce the details of the reading retreat, it's going to be completely thought through. Um we have so many ideas, including I'm a yoga teacher, I'd love to teach some yoga classes. We always want to make sure we've got lovely food like really nice vibes and of course wine
0: wine is essential thank you
1: so much for listening if you liked today's episode then please like leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us
0: and you could always share it with your reading buddy too. Uh, and if you don't already, then you can follow us on Instagram at BookRecos for funnily enough, more book recommendations.
1: Thank you so much for listening. See you next
0: week. because you were smiling it sort of threw me off and then I just totally lost my you know, place. No, I was smiling because I did a burp again. <laughs>
1: I feel I swear to god I save all my burps for this podcast. You
0: really do. Shall I just go from <laughs> Shall we just start again? Yeah, this is fucking mental. Let's just, <laughs> I'm just <gonna> stop. <laughs>